This is the podcast at Clark's Room. It's my thoughts on education, technology, leadership, and life. If you like what you're hearing, please take a minute to like, subscribe, and share. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. All right, everybody. Thank you again for turning into the podcast at Clark's Room. I am super duper excited for my amazing, fabulous, one of a kind guest today. Her name is is currently one of my daughter's teachers, but um, that's not why I'm having her on the podcast. How you doing, Miss Hoyt? Doing well. Thanks for having me. And so I always like to start off by asking everyone kind of their edu origin story like how did you come into education and some of the different roles that you've had sure Uh, I did not know I wanted to be a teacher growing up and I graduated college with an environmental business degree and thought I wanted to go into businesses and help them um, keep the environment in mind with their business practices and I didn't know how to enter into that world and so I took a year off and um, went to seminars and Uh, It was people who were involved in the environment in Marin and their careers and how we could get involved. And then the people that called to me were the teachers, the environmental educators. And I was like, oh, I'm a teacher. So I went to get my teaching credential and have been in education ever since. Um, I, I guess I started as a second grade teacher in Dry Creek and taught there for 13 years. And I did a teacher on special assignment gig right when Common Core was being developed. That was really exciting. And I went to the county office and did professional development for a couple of years. That was a very exciting job where I learned a ton. And then I came back to the classroom because I wanted to see how all of that theory and uh, practice was implemented in my own room. So now I've been at like for three years. And, and she's selling herself short here. I, uh, I work in the Roseville area and anytime I mention my daughters at Westlake, they mention your name. They're like Sally Hoyt. Oh my gosh. She is this amazing, uh, phenomenal. She used to work at the County and I'm like, yes, I know. I know (laughs) you've been in the classroom for a few years. We've actually kind of known each other for a while, Uh but it wasn't really official, I guess, right? Right. Well, I knew you from being on the board at Westlake, and I knew you from the technology Mm -hmm. world at conferences. And then this year, of course, having your daughter in my classroom has been amazing. Amazing is a great word. You're being you're being kind. She is amazing, but uh, I'm not one of those parents. I know she can be. She likes to talk. I'll just say that she likes to talk. She does, but it's usually about um, intelligent topics and not something that's going to get her. Involved. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where she gets that from, though. I, I couldn't couldn't tell you where she gets the talking bug from. <laughs> so I actually um, I wanted you if you could talk about you do so many amazing things. At least I've seen, you know, I've seen it from afar as an educator because you you're really active um, on social media, but you do a lot of amazing things. And there are two of them that getting to see firsthand, I would really love for you to talk just a minute or two about. And one is Safari Live, Uh which anytime I tell anyone about it, they they're like, what in the world is this? (laughs) And the other one is is the global read aloud. Two of my favorite things. Yes. Yes, I know. Um, I okay. Safari Live 
rocked my world when I first discovered it over Christmas break with my son. He was 11 at the time. And National Geographic Wild broadcasts on YouTube live stream two times a day from South Africa and Kenya. They take you on safari every single day. And they are um, biologists, trained biologists. A lot of them have master's degrees. And their goal is to educate people about Uh, taking care of animals and animals in their natural habitat. Um, So when I discovered that with my son, I'm like, I've got to bring this into the classroom and just Mm -hmm. tried. I just thought about standards and how I could uh, use this source that I was really excited about and uh, bring it into the world of education. Um, So I have been able to teach science standards, obviously, from it, but language arts standards, speaking and listening, writing, reading, oh, it's just blown up into this amazing experience that talk about thematic teaching and Mm -hmm. unexpected teaching because you never know what they're going to talk about each day. They don't have a script or a plan. It's whatever animals are active that day where they are. Um, It is amazing. Oh, of course. And I can speak from personal experience. Um, I got to I got to see some of the video and and just the excitement um, from, you know, I have two daughters and one of them is a is a rule follower in a, in a she's an academic student uh-huh. where where the one in your class, she's not a bad student, but she she's what not what I would call an academic. Um, she she's inquisitive for sure. Um, but if it, it definitely is not, a, a, you know, a straight path and the amount of excitement she had for safari live and then when she found out one of the things she wrote they were going to put on her web their website or their facebook page it's just um a different level of learning yeah yeah the kids i so i had the kids write a narrative make-believe story based on the animals of safari that they had learned about so they had to include their scientific learning their vocabulary in there and then they could create whatever kind of story they wanted And so Callie brought in the safari guides and the animals and the food chain, which was what we were studying, the transfer of energy from um, organism to organism. She brought all that into her Mm -hmm. story in such a creative way. And so I sent her story to the safari guides and they wrote back and they said they were so excited and just tickled that a student would be so moved by what they were doing. And uh, they posted it on their Facebook page. And so she's now a famous published author. Yeah, that is it. No, and and it's it's a phenomenal... It's a phenomenal learning tool for sure. And so then I know as much as you love that, um, I think your love for the Global Read Aloud may even be be more. Um, I just finished reading yesterday the book for next year's Global Read Aloud. That's how excited I am about that. (laughs) 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 I'm not kidding. (laughs) Um, The Global Read Aloud, I don't even remember where I first heard about it, probably at a conference. Um, But it's Pernille Rip. Um, she started mm-hmm. it, I think, about five years ago, and it started out with just a couple thousand kids participating, and it's blown up into over a million students participating, reading the same book at the same time across the world. So you go onto the website, Global Read Aloud, and you figure out what book it is, and then people post in Facebook groups, on Twitter, on Edmodo. There's multiple ways that you can jump in and participate with other teachers, so this year we read Amal Unbound, which was about um, a little girl from Pakistan, and it talked about mm-hmm. the social classes and male versus female roles in society. And we partnered up with a teacher in Canada, and her students were reading at the same time we were, so we were able to discuss the book together and tweet to each other. Um, it's just, it gets me excited about teaching, and when I'm excited, that transfers to the students. 
and it、mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just really fun, fun to teach and fun to learn with them. I mean, there are lots of other things that I've seen come out of your classroom that I know you'll say you you stole because that's what we all do.、Sure. Um, but I, I always ask liking I always like asking this question because it, it's fun to see the different answers I get、yeah. from different people.、Uh-huh. If you had a, a magic wand that you could wave and change one thing about education in general,、Ooh. like one thing that you could make an improvement, no matter the resources, no matter what it entailed. What would be your one big thing that you would you would approve upon? My goodness, that's a big question with lots of different answers. Yes, it is. I think the first thing that pops into my mind is the social emotional support of children. And at West Lake,、mm-hmm. one thing that's really unique about this place is that you're given permission to take care of the social emotional needs of your kids, and so you're you're encouraged to do. A morning meeting through responsive classroom, and you're trained on it. And there are counselors on hand, and there's a team of people. If you have a kid who's in crisis, you send out the word, and the whole team swoops in to take care of your your kid with you as a team. And I just think that the resources that we've been able to put toward taking care of all kids、um, has is really makes a difference. And I think, yeah, very much. I've、so. worked where we haven't had the resources, but there's been a need, and I know that if that need was taken care of, that you can fly academically. Well, it just a lot of the issues that happen in in most classrooms they they don't all go away, but a lot of them go away if that's taken care yeah, of. Yeah, I think one of the things I've said to a lot of new teachers this year in particular is, do your students know that you love them? And if you need to issue a consequence or a redirection of some kind, do they also know that you want them to come back and you want them to succeed? Because if you're providing that kind of atmosphere for them, they'll bend over backwards for you and for themselves.、Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Yeah, and it's so interesting because coming, I came down from the high school perspective and and spent a lot of it at Alt Ed High、yeah. School.、Um, that question of do they know. That you love them, it feels weird,、uh-huh. right? Because、um, it's a different, you know, different age group and in a different situation. But I think it's it is the same thing. But a lot of times we say, do they feel like you respect and care、yeah. for them? Which you're mincing words because that's that's essentially loving. Yes,、them. but you don't say that out loud. Like you don't tell a student,、yeah. "I love you," because that could be taken、yeah. the wrong way. But、uh, yes, yes, I, <laughs> I want you in my classroom. I want you with me. I want you to、yeah. succeed. Yes. Yeah. So,、uh, last question,、um, because I know you've had a student teacher this、yes. year. If you were able to, you know, give、uh, not just a student teacher, but newer teachers, say year one, year two teachers, some advice、um, separate from the social emotional, because you know that's your one big thing, so that's already taken care of.、Um, what would be the best advice you would give to to a new, maybe even year one, two, three, right? Because that's where research shows we lose the most teachers. Yeah. Um, I think to not be afraid of parents, <laughs> and to <laughs> a parent in my classroom, as I'm speaking to,、um, I think that if you reach out to parents 
in a positive way as often as you can, or it doesn't even have to be directly one-on-one, -on -one, but if you're showing somehow to the parent that you want their child in particular to succeed, whether that's in a formal conference or an email or in pictures that you send home, I think that that can take you a long way because then if the parent knows that you have their child's interests uh, forefront of mind, then they'll be more willing to work on a team with you. Mm -hmm. And if they feel like they're come that you're coming at them, um, pointing out mistakes or, um, deficiencies, then they, it's harder to work together as a team. So I mean, yeah. Don't be yeah. afraid of communicating straight off the bat. Well, I, I don't want to take too much of your time. I want you to, I know you're not feeling well, so uh, get some rest, but thank you so much for spending a few minutes. If people want to follow you, because uh, you're a fantastic follow on Twitter, what, where can they follow you I'm at? I'm at Sally Hoyt. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Miss Hoyt. Pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for asking your questions. Thank you again for tuning into the podcast at Clark's Room. I do appreciate you spending a few minutes of your day with me. If you like what you hear, don't forget to share, subscribe, and like through your favorite podcast provider. If you want to find more information about Clark's Room, you can go to clarksroom.com, find me on Twitter at Clark's Room, or visit the new Patreon site, patreon.com slash clarksroom.